Welcome to the Podcasting Tech Coach, the podcast that goes into the techie side of running a podcast website and recording studio. Mike Dell will explain the things you need to do to get your podcast up and running and keep it running for the long term. Now, here's your host, Mike Dell. And this is Mike Dell, your podcasting tech coach. Welcome to the show. This one's going to be a little different today. We've got an excerpt of Todd Cochran's State of the Podcasting Sphere, as he calls it. And it was part of the nominations announcement that he did the other night for the Podcasting Awards, the Podcasters People's Choice Award or something like that. I'll have links to all this in the show notes if you want to watch the entire presentation and who got nominated, but this isn't about award shows. This is about the state of podcasting and some of the things that the team found over at Podcast Awards when they reviewed all the shows that got nominated. And I might do a little start-stop and uh, interject a comment here and there, but uh, really I got uh, this figure... uh, you know, this would be a good thing to uh, get out to the newer podcasters out there, and I assume you're a newer or fledgling podcaster. And I just figure this is uh, great information that will help make your show as good as it can be. So without further ado, here's Todd Cochran. So what I want to do is I want to share with you some of the data that we found uh, during the actual review process. And this is what I refer to as my state of the podcasting uh, sphere. And and this is really gives some detailed information. This is more for the podcasters out there to understand what we saw when we were looking at your sites. And I tell you, there's a lot of disheartening information in here, but also a lot of positive information as well. And I got a little bit to talk about to those of you that are doing video and some of the things that you may be doing wrong. But I go through some of these stats so that you guys will get a feel. So get your you get a pen and paper ready and, and I'll share this or actually you'll be able to watch this later on replay. So luckily, only 10% had generic looking pages like a Libsyn page or, or similar generics. Basically, they actually had branding wrapped around them. So 90% of the actual websites that we looked at actually had great branding, which is actually a great improvement over what we've seen in the past couple of years. Sound and audio quality was fantastic across the board. Very few shows had a low quality audio. There was some blog talk radio folks. The audio was absolutely horrendous. So, you know, if you're looking for audio quality, definitely don't be hosting your audio over there. If you do record it separately, put it up separately as a podcast, but do not distribute that audio from that uh, website. 27% of the sites made you dig for their show, aka when you went to the homepage, you're like, where's their podcast? And some had a podcast link, some didn't, but 27% of you made us dig to figure out where your show was actually at on your website. 34% of sites did not have a way to play or download the media on the page, which I found absolutely incredible at this state in the game with the number of plugins. Okay, got to interject in here a little bit. Uh, Did you hear that? 27% didn't make it obvious when you come to the website what you need to do to uh, find the podcast, let alone play it. You know, 34% didn't have an on-page player. 
Well, that's, you know, you've got to make it easy. You know, if you want people to listen and or watch your video, make it easy for them. If you're into podcasting, you know, even as even if it's a secondary to your blog, make make your podcast a featured post at least on your blog. Anyway, let's uh, resume this. Available for podcasting, why people didn't have a download link or play button on their page. You can almost bet that those sites did not make the slate just because of really a weak uh, site design. Now, here's where it really blew us away was 73% of the video podcasters did not have embeds for their listeners. And they had a video up on their site, but no way to embed and take that and share that somewhere. So what's even more disheartening is 70% of the video podcasters did not have an RSS feed for their video. They were putting their video up on Blip or Vimeo or YouTube, but there was no way to subscribe to that video podcast. There was the audio portion that they were doing that they were posting, but you couldn't find a feed for the video. So if you wanted to subscribe to the video feed, you couldn't. So it just goes to tell me that a lot of shows, while they think they're video podcasting, they truly are not. Um, only 9% of sites had invalid podcast RSS feeds, which is down considerably. Again, a number of folks think they're podcasters just by putting their video up on YouTube. We couldn't find them in iTunes. So nearly 8% of the shows, audio and video, we couldn't find in iTunes. We couldn't find an RSS feed, nothing. It was just like, where, okay, you're, say you're a podcaster, but YouTube is, you know, that's a great place to distribute your content, but you're not, uh, you're not podcasting. 33% of shows had an RSS icon on their default landing page. It was a blog feed only, which is smart. 49% had an RSS icon on their default landing page. It was podcast ready. In other words, a podcast dedicated feed. 23% had a podcast RSS feed, RSS feed buried on a subpage that we, that we finally found. So we had to dig. But 28% of shows did not have an RSS feed or an iTunes feed that we could find. So we were digging, 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 trying to find the links. And sometimes we got lucky and sometimes we didn't. 71% of shows are still using FeedBurner. I'm going to tell you, with, the, with FeedBurner being up in the air and the, the issues that they're having there and what we're seeing with slow update times and all that stuff, really consider a strategy on, on FeedBurner. And uh, um, really, I'm, I've never been a fan of FeedBurner, but with Google not having touched it in years, it's just one of those services that's really making us nervous right now. And our number one over at Raw Voice, our number one ticket the support ticket comes in for people that are having troubles with FeedBurner updating. So a lot of you are out there on FeedBurner. Have a backup plan if FeedBurner ever goes away. Not saying that it is and don't want to be an alarmist, but have a plan, okay? Okay, I want to interject there too. Of course, uh, you've heard a lot about FeedBurner here on Podcasting Tech Coach. And, uh, you know, there are a lot of podcasters that are still using it. And, you know, until it goes away, it's it works, but Todd's right. The number one support ticket we get over at Raw Voice and Blueberry are people having uh, issues either with iTunes not being, their listing not being updated correctly or some other feed issue, and we can usually trace it back to something going wrong at FeedBurner. It's usually, you know, not hard to fix, but still, you know, it's, it's just one more step, one more thing in the chain that can go wrong. And if you could make it as few steps as possible, I do believe you're way better off. Anyway, back to Todd. 26% of shows have an RSS speed larger than the 250 kilobits allowable via the iTunes spec. 
61% had a visible iTunes subscription icon on their default landing page. 57% had a visible iTunes subscription icon someplace in their website. 12% had a visible email contact on their address. So that means uh, 98% of you don't want your fans sending you an email. And that just blows me away. You're not looking for feedback from your, sh from your audience. So 12%, only 12% of you had a visible email contact. 8% of you had a, a newsletter signup page. 21% had a call-in number or a widget for listeners to leave an audio uh, comment for the show. 90% of the shows had, 90% of the sites had their own .coms, which I applaud. That number's up dramatically. It's nothing like having your own .com, having your own property, having your own brand. 73% had less than one paragraph of show notes for their past five podcasts, which really doesn't help you when Google comes calling and tries to index you. So have some show notes, have something on there that's going to describe what is in each episode. 63% of shows were creating audio only, 18% were creating video only. 16% of shows were blogging as well as some form of podcast content, which is pretty good. I'm really surprised. You know, so that number's up. So some of you are blogging, also doing audio. Some of you are blogging, also doing video. But 23% of the sites were creating audio, video, and also doing blog posts. And from what I'm going to share with you a little later on some stats, those shows are going to win big time. 31% uh, of sites were mobile ready. iPhone, Android, eh, were, basically you could go there and you could, you could see the sites with a iPhone or an Android. 12% did not have the shows, shows listed on blueberry.com that shows most of them did, which is great. 60% had a Twitter link on their website. 72% had a Facebook link on their website. So more of you had a Facebook or a Twitter link than you did an RSS feed for people to subscribe to your shows, which blows me away. 15% had a Google link, a Google Plus link. Now, here's where it really gets down in the dirt. And I'm going to get into the announcement here in just a minute, but I'm going to share some last stats with you. 25% of shows did a weekly podcast. 23% of the shows did more than one episode per week. The rest of the shows were less than one week or greater, basically, or, or one week, basically, maybe once every two weeks, once a month. So here's what we did. What we, we, we pulled some stats and what we know and what I could tell from what we've seen in our databases I have access to over at Raw Voice and Blueberry Stats, shows that do weekly shows grow at about a 10%. Um, shows that do not do a weekly show grow at 10 times slower rate. Uh, shows that do more than one show a week grow faster, eight times faster than other shows. Shows that do audio, video, and blog grow 23 times faster than shows that do either audio or video only. So that just gives you a little hint where the space is heading. So of the 5,000 plus nominated shows, 4,300 were using our stat system over at Raw Voice. So I was able to have the guys go in and pull some data. And this is what, just real quickly, what we found. 82% of the audiences of those 4,300 shows are, were in the United States. 7% were in Canada, 5% in the UK. iTunes on average was 53% of the subscriber base. Browser, a, aka browser, could be I, uh, Firefox, IE, Safari, any type of browser, still makes up the largest second share of views and listens. Other people are coming to your site and, and playing it right in the browser. For those shows that are distributed on Roku, Boxy, Samsung Smart TV, and Google TV, they were um, their audiences was about 6% of their total audience on those devices. The iPad was the number one mobile media consumption device via a browser. And for the 
uh, shows that we could tell that had an app, less than 1% of the audiences were using apps that we can detect. So app usage for an actual show that had an app, a very, very low uh, utilization. Um, average of 93 clients per show. In other words, there's 93 type, different types of devices that are consuming. So that could be a BlackBerry. It could be an Android. It could be a uh, Google TV. In any type of thing that can consume media, 93 Every show had 93 clients consuming their media. Average number of countries was that had at least 10 listeners for of those 4,300 was 106. So 106 countries of those 4,300 shows had at least 10 listeners or more, which is pretty, pretty crazy. So here's an interesting just general fact that we saw. There was a very... Uh, very small fall off on listeners during the summer months this year. And usually June, July, August, we see this huge drop and did not see that this year, which is, which is really incredible because we normally see this, but it was just a minor drop this year. So don't, um, don't leave your audiences in the blind during the, during the summer months. So anyway, that's what I've got for kind of some quick stats on what we saw. Okay. And that was, that's all I've got from uh, Todd. If you want to, listen to and or watch that uh, i'll have a link in the show notes over at podcastingtechcoach.com slash seven i think i hope <laughs> anyway this should be episode seven yeah what he was talking about there at the end uh, normally in the summer months podcast listening goes way down i've noticed that with my audiences over the years that you know in the summertime it's half the downloads that I would normally get, uh, you know, the rest of the year. And it's just because people are busy. They're out and about. They're, uh, you know, with people. And, you know, podcast listening is generally done by yourself. And uh, I don't know if you can hear the furnace firing up in the background. But uh, anyway, and I know I kind of let you guys hang in for a month or so. Uh, that's, uh, this is my busy time of the year. So uh, I, I will try not to do that. And I'll try to get back onto some sort of schedule. But I wanted to get something out there. And I figured this information was very important for uh, aspiring podcasters and bloggers and YouTubers and, and whatever. And be a good fit for this show. A couple of little things to do before I close it out. I'm going to make this one short. Uh, of course, if uh, you want to help out the show, help me out, you can go over to podcastingtechcoach.com. If you're going to buy something at Amazon, click the Amazon link and then go buy whatever it is and I'll get a little kickback from that. That helps out immensely. Uh, I just had somebody, uh, one of my uh, consulting clients, buy a complete uh, podcasting setup. Mixer, compressor, limiter, gate, microphone, boom arm, you know, some software and all that over at Amazon and... Uh, he uh, credited it all to me and uh, made a nice little commission on that, and he's uh, all happy. Uh, another way you can help me out, if, you're, uh, if you don't have a website yet, go over to podcastingtechcoach.com and click on the uh, Bluehost link. And uh, they give me a very generous commission if you sign up over there for Bluehost hosting for your WordPress site, which I recommend and use. Although I believe this website's on a different host. I have two different hosts uh, just due to traffic and uh, organization. <laughs> but uh, I do use Bluehost, and I do like them. 
They've been very reliable and it's really easy to set up WordPress. In fact, uh, one of my tutorial videos is going to be how to uh, start from nothing and have a podcast-ready website at the end of uh, 20 minutes, probably. We'll see. I'm uh, going to get working on that now that uh, the times are slowing down as far as other commitments. And I think that'll uh, do it. If you've got any questions you want to ask, feel free to email me, mike at mikedell.com. Of course, uh, you'll hear that in the outro. Till next time, catch me later. Thanks for listening to the Podcasting Tech Coach. If you have a question for Mike to answer on the show, drop an email to mike at mikedell.com or call in a voicemail to our feedback line at 702-757-1104.